And if this Jet season and this Aaron Rodgers saga couldn't get any weirder, it did yesterday. Another Pat McAfee appearance, and he had to. He couldn't help himself but bring up a feud that he had with Jimmy Kimmel from just about a year ago where Jimmy Kimmel called him a Green Bay whack packer or whatever or made some joke about him on his show. So then Aaron Rodgers is talking about the Epstein list and then says that there's a lot of people out there, including Jimmy Kimmel, who don't want that to come out. Then Jimmy Kimmel responds and says, hey, a-hole, essentially, uh, if you do this again, then you're going to hear from my lawyers. I mean, it really is amazing. What we thought we were getting when Aaron Rodgers came here to the Jets and what we got this year, an injured quarterback who's making all this crazy claims on McAfee that he's going to come back from an Achilles injury in less than a year and play in this season, and he never did that. And now he's in a worldwide controversy with a talk show host that he linked to one of the scummiest people in recent memory. What is he doing? Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Your mic's not working. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So now Boomer is moving over to... <laughs> Boomer is moving over moving to over Jerry's spot. Yeah, Jerry's spot. spot today. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I, you know, Al, I have to say something uh, to you. Uh, it's 2024, right? And I have a resolution for you. Is uh, to tighten things up around here. <laughs> Why is that? What happened? Well, uh, number one, my mic's not working. I see that, yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, I, I still haven't gotten the ink from my printer. I mean, I don't know what you're doing there. No, you that's interesting. You, I, you supposedly took care of that a month ago. I do. I have email or, receipts. Right. So I don't know what is going on. So I would I would like for you to start tightening things you up got around it. here. That I will I know solve. you're worried about having a kid and all this other stuff. Correct. I, that's fine. I, that's that's great. That's your personal life. When you come here to work, let's, let's tighten it up. You got it. Tighten it up. Can I make a suggestion here with the microphone? I think you could put that I microphone know, over I, there so yeah, it helps CBS Sports but Network. the problem is then and i got to keep that my earpiece in there and everything else. I mean, you know, no, you don't. No, you don't. I mean, you can put your earpiece yeah. in this one. Yeah, It'll I mean, be just right. as good. All right. And then put that one, throw that one down to the ground so that it doesn't screw with See, TV. Again, we got to get things tightened up around here, and I'm not really sure what the problem is. <laughs> See, so that works out pretty nice. Good job on your part. Uh, so let's get back to this Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's if I was Jimmy Kimmel, I'd be slapping a defamation of character right on his ass because, you know, quite frankly, and the way that Jimmy Kimmel responded tells me that Jimmy Kimmel had nothing to do with Epstein, never was on the plane, never went down there, never was on the island or any of that stuff. And if he is on that list, then that presents another problem for Jimmy Kimmel. But it sounds like his reaction to it is such that, you know, he had nothing to do with any of it. And hopefully that's the case for him. But to have somebody come out and make that claim about you, that's, that's BS. And, you know, and quite frankly, I know that they're very famous people and people could say things about all of us who are famous and sit behind mics and stand in front of cameras and things of that nature. And it's very hard to prove defamation of character or anything. But to, to actually come out and say that he was on that plane and he is going to be on that list. On that list, yes. Yeah. I, listen, on that list means on that plane. Sure, yep, yep. And I'm telling you right now, man, I would be livid. I would be pissed. 
And I would I would definitely sue him for defamation of character. And I that's would. exactly what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do, is he's trying to knock down Jimmy Kimmel. He's trying to defame him because Jimmy Kimmel made some jokes about Aaron Rodgers on his show that Aaron Rodgers hasn't gotten over. And I don't, I don't think that Aaron Rodgers has any proof that Jimmy Kimmel is on this Epstein list. I just think what he is doing is trying to get back at Jimmy Kimmel by saying that so that people think he is on there just to torture him which is one of the worst things in the world that you could possibly do i mean i mean you're you're essentially saying that at the very least that this man was hanging out with a sex trafficker who did business in underage girls at the very least at the very least hanging out with him and going to his place and at the very worst engaging in those activities with these underage girls on an island that didn't want to be there. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling that he actually had the I don't I don't want to say guts because that's not the right word, but like how the hell did he have the ability to say that on national television just so willy-nilly? Like I'm going to link this guy to Jeffrey Epstein because he called him a whack packer or oh whatever the hell he called God. him. God. I mean, I, I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably uh, doing a large part to the vaccine and a lot of the conspiracy theories and some of the things that he believes in. I, I think he probably was front and center in, in many jokes by whether it be comedians or guys that are late night guys that are late night hosts or something like that. I mean, that's part and parcel of the job, right? Especially, yeah. you know, if you're going to be on the other side of something that somebody else uh, is uh, completely on the other side of what, the way you think. So I can understand the, t- the tit for tat, the back and forth. But, man, when you start throwing around stuff like, you know, Aaron threw yesterday, I know if it were me, man, it would be like a lawsuit would be in the mail tomorrow. I want this Jets-Patriots game to feel like it's important, but I can't get there at all. I really can't because how they play, what they look like, the Jets is not going to factor into the future of this team really at all. Maybe there's a couple of roster decisions. They got some eyes on some guys. We're going to bring this guy back or not, depending on how they play. Maybe a couple things like that. But we know that nothing's going to change with the coaching staff. Nothing's going to change in the front office. We know what the starting quarterback is next year, all of that stuff. Oh, there are going to be changes on the coaching staff. I can I can almost But, like, I mean, it. we're talking about these cosmetic changes on the coaching staff where you get, like, the uh, quality control coach. No, not that kind of stuff. I, I think they'll – I think they'll – there has to be. There has I mean, to be so, like, but the coordinators are going to stay. Yeah, I would think I would think the most important, yes, Jeff Ulbrich and Nathaniel Hackett will stay. But I think I personally believe that there will be some changes underneath that. So, like an O line coach will probably change. A, a, Something a, a like wide that. receiver, O line coach, somebody like the offense. What's so, Mike Munchak doing these days? Yeah, I don't know. He was a great O line coach. Right? He was, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not trying to put it all on on that person. I, I just think that there has to be changes. There has to be some changes. Right, but nothing earth-shattering or really all that significant. And then the other side of this is this whole Jets-Patriots thing where, I mean, they've been smacked around by Bill Belichick for years and years and years. And there's the, they're on another one of these horrible losing streaks of the Patriots. And you would think that you know beating them would feel like a monkey off the back, but it really doesn't. Like, it wouldn't even mean anything. Like, the first time that these two teams meet where it really means nothing to either team outside of draft position 
is the one where Bill Belichick, it might be his last game. It's, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It might be the one that the Jets end up winning, too. So I, I just, I, I want there to be a storyline here for the Jets, but it really isn't. This game is all about, is this Bill Belichick's last game as Patriots head coach? That's what it is. And will they play for him because of that? Or is Bob Kraft still evaluating what he's going to do next year and maybe this game means something and beating the Jets and him going out. I, I don't know, but I mean, for the Jets, it's like you see some of the things we were talking about yesterday with Sauce Gardner and the business decisions and all of that stuff as you see Thursday night against Cleveland. I mean, what are they? I mean, do they, who has anything to play for in a Jets uniform on Sunday against the Patriots? Well, I, w- I would think that guys want to finish the game strong. And, and the reason why I think there are certain guys that really do want to finish the season strong. It's because, you know, yesterday I, I started all my stuff now regarding the all-pro teams and the different awards yeah. that are out there. I'm one of the, you know, voters for this, and I can't really discuss who I'm voting for or what or who's on my list and all that other stuff. But there are some Jet players that, you know, that have piqued my interest when it comes to, you know, all-pro teams. And, you know, you, you kind of got to dive into things. You got to read things. You got to look at things. You got to look at how many plays are being played, how many tackles are being made. You know, uh, combined tackles versus solo tackles, things of that nature. And I mean, there are a couple players, whether it be Sauce Gardner or Quentin Williams, that uh, I would also say Quincy Williams uh, deserve a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I guess, attention in that regard. Thomas Morstead, their punter, uh, has had a great year and he has, you know, been unbelievable for them because he's been asked to do so much. So there are a lot of there are a lot of things that players still are playing for, and they are resume builders. And I wouldn't take anything for granted if I were one of those players. I wouldn't. Yeah, but it seems like some of them are. <laughs> I know that's the I problem. Mean, it's, that, it's, that, that, it's I, would, I would I would remind players that there is still something to play for, whether it be both for the team and individually. And there are players that are on lists. That deserve to be there because overall their play, like say like Dexter Lawrence or Quinnen Williams sure. or Quincy Williams, yep. guys that maybe Sauce Gardner, guys that played their asses off, the, the the record really doesn't reflect it. But when you look at the overall statistics and their abilities, uh, you could sit here and you can say that they certainly deserve the honor of being considered for an all-pro team. Do you think that this is going to be it, that you're going to see something? Like remember when... Last year, the was the Sunday night football game in week 18 where the Lions went into Lambeau and beat the Packers and knocked them out of the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers walked off the field with Randall Cobb shoulder to shoulder looking up into the crowd. You were like, you knew it was over. Do we get one of those moments with Bill Belichick exiting the field, Foxborough, and... You know, where you were like, he's not coming back. You know, you know what's going to tell us something? I think the way that the fans respond to him when he comes out on the field the first time on Sunday. Yeah. I, I think, you know, fans know. Fans fans can feel it. <clears throat> I mean, I, don't you, you've always kind of known, like, regarding your teams? Yeah, sure, of course. <clears throat> you think this, this the fans will feel like this is it? They're going to give him that ovation, or they have they turned on him to the point now that they're happy that they're, he's going they're, to be they're gone. not going to boo him. There's no way. I mean, they're going to cheer him. They're going to, and I, there's still a very, very large portion of that fan base that doesn't want to lose him. Yeah, I mean, I would, especially with a high draft pick, meaning that there'll be one of three quarterbacks most likely there when they do draft, depending on what happens in this game and what happens around the top of the draft and who loses what game in uh, week 18. Here, do you have a read on this right now? 
about I still, Belichick. I, yeah, I still feel like he's going. Yeah. I do. I just feel like... Uh, and uh, his I decision, I, mutual no, decision. No, I, I, think, I think it's a... I, I think it's ownership decision first, and then I and then I do believe that there will be a meeting of the minds. That's what I believe. Like in other words, look, we've had a great run here together. Let's not soil it by doing something stupid. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to let you go and become the coach of another team wherever you want to go without any sort of compensation attached to it. You know, like a draft pick or any of that other stuff. I'm going to let you be a free agent, and then he'll sign a legitimate contract that would probably overtake the contract that he has right now for the Patriots. 